Blog Talk Radio. But what 
Mr. Barack Obama, the 44th president, our uh, first black president, official black president, uh, one of the best presidents we've had. Well, I ain't going to say one of them, but the best president I've ever witnessed. So, and then we have, uh, you know, the uh, incomparable Dr. King through the civil rights movement and, and what he did for all the people of color. So, you know, we just celebrated his birthday on the 15th, and then on Monday it officially did it. So, uh, you know, this is like a good time because we're, we're about to get into a new president. Hmm. It's about to be a new president, y'all. Mr. Mr. Donald Trump. As of Friday, we will be under... We need to we need to talk about that. Let me see. Let me see if I can get this on the Facebook page like this. Wow, man, I haven't been on the air in a while. So, but we'll get back to it. You know, people, you guys always call in and get on me and ask me when am I going to be on the air, when's the show coming back on. So, uh, got to do it. So, here I am. You know, I've got the technology right. I've got the laptop right and the tablet and all that stuff. So you're just going to let's see it. You know, and I talked to a couple of individuals, so they said they would call in and, and, and tap into the show, so we're going to see what happens. Uh, let's see. Number 646-668-8970. Call in. Once you call in, press one. Let me know you want to say something. Uh, I see we do got a couple people on the line. You guys, come. so just, just press one. Let me know when you come in. When you want to come in and say something, we'll get you on the line and hear what uh what impact these two individuals have had in your life. So we'll see here. Because I know for me, being a young black man on the south side of Columbus, being Actually, the, the farthest south you could be in Columbus, Ohio, because after my neighborhood, there's nothing else before you get to Obest and, uh, you know, Grove City and other little small town of, uh, you know, a little area called Lockbourne. So the furthest south you can go in Columbus, Ohio, is a uh, neighborhood of, of Southfield. So me growing up, actually, I, I grew up on Southfield Drive, right behind Clearfield School. So as a as a youngster, as an elementary kid, I went to Clearfield School, right behind my house. Well, you know, it was my grand my grandparents' house, but you know, I was always here, so basically, you know, it was like my house. So every day, you know, leave either run up the path or you know, jump the back steps or whatever and go to Clearfield with all the rest of the young black kids. You know, we had a couple of white ones sprinkled in, but Southfield being a neighborhood of, uh, came up being a, a neighborhood for black military officers that were in the service that were would have been stationed at Rickenback Air Force State uh how miles away from the Air Force Base, if you knew uh, how far 
Rickenbacker was from the Southfield neighborhood, you would understand. But um, so Southfield being a neighborhood like that, it was a bunch of us black kids, you know, a couple of white ones uh, here and there. But then, and uh, you know, then came along the segregation, where and busing. Where now, instead of us going to our neighborhood schools, we, you know, they decided that, hey, we're going to integrate everybody. So I was I was put on a bus, and I was shipped over to Buckeye Middle School. No, I'm sorry. I was shipped over to Stiola Trail. Stiola Trail on High Street. Where? We ended up going to school with a bunch of white people who didn't realize that we existed across the tracks, which actually there were uh, railroad tracks that separated our two neighborhoods. So they didn't know that we were on that side of the tracks, and we didn't know that they were on the other side. So once we went to start going to school together, it started being, it was, you know, for the first couple of weeks, months or so, whatever, there was what you call basically social unrest. Uh, a lot of fight, a lot of name calling, a lot of N words. They didn't understand, we didn't understand. They were raised a certain way, we were raised a certain way. And cautiously, those things clashed. So, um, you know, but after they saw that we weren't violent people, we were just standing up for ourselves because we came to your school and you treated us a certain way. So we just reacted. So um, after we got through that, it became, you know, rather peaceful. You know, we got along. We started playing on the same teams and all that good stuff, same baseball teams. And I played baseball and I wrestled in school. So we played on the same baseball team, but. Uh, Coming up and playing at, at Seals Baseball Park right here on Groveport, actually around the, still around the corner from my house, uh, we played and we enjoyed everything that was down in Seals Ballpark. Every every kid that came to Seals enjoyed everything at Seals. So no matter what color you were, what religion you were, who you were, we all enjoyed everything the same way. But when we played for the local union that was over on South High Street, they had an area also, you know, with a uh, ball field picnic area, a, um, you know, building used for concessions and all that good stuff. And they also had basketball courts. And one thing they had, they had a swimming pool. So... <laughs> We were able to, you know, we were able to play for the baseball team. We were able to come and enjoy the refreshments and uh, and the food and play on the swings and slide on the slides, but, uh, you know, even play on the basketball court. But when it came to that pool, this was when reality really set in on us that we weren't able to get in the pool because blacks weren't allowed. Yeah, on South High Street, 
there was a lot of segregated places on South High Street that had signs on it that said whites only. So as a young man in the 70s on the south side of Columbus, I still witnessed that. Not understanding what it meant, but I had to be told, yeah, that means you're not welcome. Don't go near there. There were certain there were certain areas on the south side that you know you were warned not to go to because you weren't welcome. And as we grew up, we started to understand more. But you know you would see it visibly in writing, through words and words, little black boys. You know, yeah, I'm 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 of that age. I'm 47 years old. I'm I'm of that age to where I got the end of that. You know, not knowing why you're being called these names, but you're being called these names. And you know, there's there's no real way to explain it to you because, hey, that's how things were back then. Not saying they were right, but that's how things were. And, we did a lot to um, get through that, you know. So uh, the whole Dr. King movement, that that was part of the whole desegregation thing, the way we were able to bring two neighborhoods, two communities that never would have really interacted with each other in the way that we interacted. And the way that we ended up interacting because of that. So, man, that's crazy. That that's the that was Dr. King's dream is to have you know little black boys, little black girls going to school together and all that. Okay, but. So oh, yeah, and um, you know the way the whole Dr. King, the way that it has had an impact in my life is that you know being going through that during education, going through that during school, and, and end up playing sports with these guys and all of that. And you know, one thing was since I was playing sports, I was able to go you know over to their houses and, and to their parties and do their barbecues, and, you know, and they were actually, they were different than what we had with, you know, at, at here in Southfield. You know, it was a totally different event, but, since you know, me and, and a couple of few other of my buddies, we were on the, uh, the sports teams, we were able to go to those events, and it was just, you know, different. But, you know, coming... And, you know, ended up going to a historically black college, Central State University, um, you know, had a whole different outlook on life and, and outlook on on your self-value and, and how you perceive yourself and, and how you walk and how you talk. So, uh, but then I was able to come back and open a barbershop in that same area on South High Street in the Great Southern Shopping Center that, you know, for years 
me, my parents, and my grandparents weren't able to shop there, and we weren't able to spend, they weren't able to spend, you know, their hard-earned money there. But, you know, I was able to open a barbershop in that plaza. Man, do you know how good that felt? Yeah, that was a real good feeling. To be able to full circle, come and open a barbershop to affect a community that I really wasn't even allowed to be in or wanted to be a part of, were able to be a part of when I was a youth. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that's real. That was a, 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 a real good one. You know, being able to open that shop, you know, stand there, you know, with my dad as to open a barbershop in the area where, as a kid, we weren't able to even, we weren't even welcome. You know, we were tolerated, but we weren't even welcome. So that, you know, that's the impact right there. That's, that's where that whole that whole impact impacted my life. <laughs> wow, that's crazy just thinking about that. I see we got a few people on the line. Y'all, y'all in the bubble zone with your man Chavez Moment right here on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com slash bubblezone. You can find us at barbazoneradio.com. You can also find us at inthebarbazone.com. Uh, we're talking about what impact has Dr. King's dream and President Obama's um, President Obama's excuse me. I'm trying to do too much right here. I can't get off here. President Obama's um, presidency had on your life. What impact has it had? Oh, I'm trying to make sure I don't lose these calls over here. So, sorry, y'all. Hold on. I'm trying to make sure that I don't lose anything. Because I've done that before. All right. All right. Looks like uh, we got a couple of people on the phone, man. Uh, went on and off. So, let's see. We got a number. Four eight four five five. Stay ready to get on the line and and let the world know what impact that King's dream has had in your life. Hey man, I got a text from my daughter. She might even call in and uh, say stuff. Oh, that would be great. All right, let's see who we got on the line with us this evening. Craig Skills, iconic barber, all day. What up? Hold on, bro. Let me try to turn this thing up. I can't. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hold on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I Can you hear you, me? I got you. I, yeah, I got you. I, I had this uh, this headset turned down. What's going on, good brother? Hey, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm. I'm making it happen. You know, always. Great, great topic. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, thank you. Good. Good. Thank you. Thank you. You know, happy New Year to you and everything. Yeah, and, you uh, too. Absolutely. You know, yeah, because you know the last time, because I, I just thought about it, man. The last time I was on here. It, it was right before the election. We was going to do the election show. And, you know, right. that was right when my, when my dad passed. So I hadn't even really been on the air since then. So, 
You know, I hear that. Well, you blessed that you're back. Yeah, yeah, this is this is back again and everything. Hey, and uh, hey, yeah, man, we gonna we gonna talk about the whole um, the whole um um ballroom museum thing too, y'all. We we gonna have some, we okay. Gonna we'll we'll link up. Too. We'll link up. But yeah, I, I really wanna that too. T- I really want to tell the people that's listening. Yeah. I hope we have a nice group that's listening about um, what I, I just want to point out. I'm 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 almost fifty. I'm real close to fifty, so I've been around for a minute, and I owned a barbershop yeah. for thirty years. So I just want to get that out there right now before I say this. And I want to say I you yeah. know from the barber perspective, what Dr. King's dream had on me just hit me five years ago. So when I say that from all the videos and all the stuff that I watched, read up on, it really never really hit me until five years ago. And when I say that is I we was I was we traveled with a barber group in my early days to a show a premiere Birmingham. So we in Birmingham teaching barber classes. When I got back home the next year on his birthday, I said, Yo, what are we doing? You mean to tell me as African-American men, we went to Birmingham, taught a class at a multicultural show, but we didn't give respect to Martin Luther King for not going down Birmingham and fighting against Bull to let us even in that building to do a show. So how dare we not be in Birmingham and not walk, do the march on Birmingham or see the footage or go see the bombing from the church? Just as African-American men, we would have never, all the barbers that go to that Birmingham show, if you don't go to that church where you've done or visit what this man has done, how dare you say, I deal with Martin Luther King. But you at the show. He would, if, if, if it wasn't for them kids younger than us, younger Damn. than us, 13, 14-year-old kids walking, we would not nowhere near be invited to that city. So as a barber or African-American barber or any kind of barber, Go down there and take that march after that show. It's right around that park is right around the corner. The church is around the corner. So that's the impact it had on me. So when I went back with my barber team, I made it apparent. We all as a group gonna do Sunday at the church, walk walk the walk, do everything. And after that, everybody got back in the car and no one made a sound because they hit their soul. As many times we came down here, we never yeah. did that. And it was for that man that we was in that building. So that's what wow. we, that's what the dream made for me. And then Obama, wow. you know, Obama presidency is, 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 is to the point where you can come from anywhere in life. Education can get you as far as you want to take it. As far so as that's you where I'm go. at, you man. Right on, good brother. Right on. Hey, but that is, you know, that's 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 very true. We go to we go to areas like Birmingham, historic that, and pay respect to the individuals that allowed you to even practice this trade. That we, because we could absolutely we all like 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 we are right now. We were made to do right. Right. We were servants like this, you know. We got we got love because you know we, we were still looked up as as some of the top servants, but we were servants. We were made to do this. Right. And now have and now and now to have the opportunity 
to choose this as a trade to be still be able to serve the people in the manner that they were served, but we choose this as an option because individuals like Dr. King and his whole team and crew sacrificed for us to do this. Right. Other individuals that came before us sacrificed for us to do this. You know, my grandmother cleaned floors and 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 did and did low level work so our family could be right. You know, so I could so I could do what I wanted to do and not be forced and tied down to a nine to five, you know, structural type situation. I I, I can use my creativity to make a wage. Honest wage for me and my family, and that's because they do things like that. And now, you know, I've I've I've, I've got a daughter who's in college that is is, is going to be a sports lawyer because she wants to play it because she doesn't like the way players are presented as a young African American African woman to be able to go into the sports field and even do it like that even have that dream, and for her to be able to see the whole President Obama thing unravel. You know, we were, I can see with my head held high that we were part of that, all the way from John Kerry. When, 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 when she All the promotional stuff I carry, and it. So I did a town hall meeting. Right. Comes up four years later. More entrenched in it. I, I had voter registration stuff at my barber shop. I got all types of stuff to help Obama become president, and my daughter was right there with me, hand in hand, at the rally. You know, at the event, you know, passing out flyers. And when he got elected, we went celebrated. Yeah, I right. made that trek with him. the first black president he elected. Right. About it, I can't take off. I can't do this. I can't do that. Because of that. Wow. I want to like in my daughter's life by taking her something historic. And it wasn't it's January 20th. It's in D.C. That was eight years ago. It was it was like 20 degrees. 20, it was stupid cold. I mean, wow. rigid cold. We out there. We out there on the water. Were you out there? What's that? The Potomac or whatever that water is right there? It's stupid. Right. Cold. A black man elected as president. Right. Was there? See to that. And now I know she's a better individual. And the individuals that came with us, that they are better individuals because we witnessed that. That's something right. I would never, ever, ever forget. 
as African pride in to support them. Right. Because without without us ourselves. So enough for me. We got we got I got somebody else on the line, man. Hey, hold on. Hey, you know how we do it, man. Hold on, we're gonna bring them on the line too. We got a caller eight six four 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 one. I'm not giving out the last four, but you're in the barbers of okay. right. Ah, like they hung up. They didn't want to say nothing. I'm sorry. You didn't press one. I didn't see the little light thing. I I put you on the spot. Come on back. Because <laughs> we got a couple more on there. But they hit the one. Hit the one, and it lets me know you want to get on the line. I'm sorry. Like that. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Get some of this water. Hold on. Yeah, but, man. Man, and, and, and. Just being in the barbershop and the barbershop that I'm at right now, ooh, ironically, and, and, and this kind of what made me want to come up with this show and hadn't even been like on the air nothing, that right. the barbershop I'm working in right now is in an area called Reynoldsburg, right by Reynoldsburg High School. When I grew up, we couldn't go that far. We couldn't, we, we couldn't wow. go to Reynoldsburg. You know, we couldn't go to Riddlesburg High School. That the little plaza I'm right now, we couldn't shop in that plaza right there. I mean, you could. I mean, you, you could go over there, but you would be harassed by the police or whatever. It looked funny, whatever, because it was a white area, a wow. real predominant white area. So, but you know, through the whole desegregation and all of that, and you know, economics, and you know how. They went and they wanted to move, you know, move everybody from the city, move everybody out. Right. So what they did was, you know, everybody started moving out. Wait a minute. Hold on. So now Reynoldsburg, who had all these apartments with all these white folks in these apartments, they moved out of these apartments. So now they didn't have anybody to to occupy it. So all them, uh, uh, you know, all of a sudden, what happened? And and we call them we call them green doors around here. So what happened? Black people, a lot of black people started moving in Reynoldsburg. You know, I'm starting to hear people talking yeah. about, yeah, my son goes to Reynoldsburg, my daughter goes to Reynoldsburg. I'm like, huh? What happened? What, what's going on? I go over right. there. Lady friend of mine, she lives over there. I'm like, whoa, they got green doors. In Reynoldsburg, Green Doors means wow. that Section 8 housing, that subsidized housing. <laughs> so, right. So what happened is now they needed some people to move in, so now Reynoldsburg is now Section 8. So now all wow. these black people that you didn't want in Reynoldsburg, now you need them to fill your apartment building. So now we have a wow. lot of black people that move to Reynoldsburg, and now they start to consume Reynoldsburg High School. Wow. Where all these black people? Whoa, when did this happen? But so, but you know what they did. You know what happened when we come in and we start to take over and it's starting to get too many of us. 
What do they do? They build a new Riddlesburg High School, which is wow, three, four, five miles away. Riddlesburg Summit Campus, which now all the white people who was at the first high school are now out at the Summit Campus. Now there's two Riddlesburg High School. You have the main campus and you have the Summit Campus, which is predominantly white, like the original school was. So all the sports players and everybody is at the at the at the original school where all the black kids. Wow, big time business, big business right but there. Yeah, but but so and, and it still amazes me to hear people say, "I live in Reynoldsburg, I live in Reynoldsburg, and I'm seeing all these black people and Chinese people and Mexican people and Milton part of people in Reynoldsburg. Uh, and right. as a kid, I couldn't even play in. You know, there was right. a, there was a um, there was a park. There's there's Black Lick Park. We would have family reunions there. That's the most you did. You you went to the family reunion. You left out. You you don't know. You right. didn't stop and shop. You you went to the freeway. You got back home. But now right. you know black people. It's just crazy. And just because of individuals like these two brothers. And, you know, all the strong sisters and all the strong kids that have fought for freedom, man, this stuff happens. And we get the benefit of being barbers of seeing this stuff and being a positive impact in this stuff. Right. That's a beautiful thing, man. <laughs> I hear that. That's a beautiful thing. I see young people on here. Everybody just wants to listen, man. Y'all just want to hear me talk. It's okay. It's, you know, I like to talk. I love to talk. Listen to Opening thing back. <laughs> All right. But yeah, man. Okay. In the barber zone with your man Shiraz moment. Hey, check us out because I know it's it's going to. I think it's going to do the Facebook thing. Check us out, barberzoneradio.com. In the barber. Right there, the show's there. You can call in right from your phone. You can listen on your tablet, your computer, whatever, in your car. Website, call in 668-8974. Call in, share your experience on how Dr. King's dream, President Obama's presidency, has had an impact in your life. I see we got some people, we got some people that's, that's listening, but they ain't hit the button. Craig, I'm not going to put them on the spot no more. They're going to hang up. <laughs> I hear that. Let them talk. Come on, people, get on the mic. Don't wear just don't wear the yeah, t-shirt. Hey, hey, you just don't. Hey, just don't wear the shit. Just don't be a t-shirt man. <laughs> right. You know, don't wear the man. t-shirt hey, now. You know what? You know what? I, I just appreciate the people just listening, man. You know. That, that, yeah, that, I hear that. that. Love right there. That's the love right there. I'm looking at the face to see. Yeah, get on here. But um, you know, hey, yeah. We're going to talk to my man Craig And we're going to talk Y'all, we've got a National Barber Museum Oh, Craig, it's funny I just talked to a sister yesterday That's having a barber expo out here Right Right Barber Museum You know, I'll have a golf outing And a little barbecue or whatever whatever. I'll let you know so you can come on out. Yeah, let me know, you know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, cool. absolutely. 
Yeah, very yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Because y'all, we have we have a national Ohio. You know, to be exact, it's in uh, Canal Winchester, where right all of our barber history. Well, not all of it. No, of course, not all. But a large representation of our barber history is stored and displayed. And now we've had an opportunity to uh, secure a, a a new building, a new location that is a representation of our trade. You know, something that's nice for us to go and look at. Uh, because the original Mr. Jeffrey's uh, vision of having a barber museum, he had it and he just did it right above the barbershop. It was just a, a you know, a area above the barbershop and he just took it over. And people donated stuff and he cataloged it. He just displayed it and made it a museum. That was his vision to have our our, our trade, you know, represented it represented in the right right to a large museum. And last year the barbershop caught on fire and it kind of damaged some stuff in the museum. So with it being, basically with it being, you know, Smithsonian registered, you know, they got to, they got to do something right by the museum. You know, you can't just leave it like that. So we were able to their location and now they're in the process of, uh, you know, putting all the plans together and all that. But with that being said, all that is going to take money. I don't know the figure. Absolutely. There's, 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 there's a figure out there. I don't. It's, it's, there's, there's a figure displayed somewhere. I don't know what it is. I'm gonna have to find it. But uh, y'all, as barbers, we need to do everything we can to preserve our trade. Right. To preserve the artifacts of our trade. To preserve everything we can. And so, so the brother came up with. You know, we they've got crowdfunding platforms, and you know, GoFundMe is one of them, and that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to set up a GoFundMe account. And Absolutely. We're going to up, you know, we're going to discuss, we're going to discuss and come up with a number of what our goal is. You know, if it's right. something small like a thousand, it's just something five. If it's if it's twenty five thousand, yo. If we if we get every barber to donate one dollar in the United States, just one dollar, United States, we can hit a million. Man, we could smash a million. Absolutely, that's where I'm at. One dollar. That's just one dollar. That's like I mean that's like everybody. Like one day in your shop, if you got five people in your shop, just shoot five dollars to the account. Straight up. If it, just just one day. And y'all, and and, and and once you know, once we get this thing launched, it's gonna be because I'm with it, and we're gonna Facebook yeah. blast and Instagram, yeah, we're gonna and Snapchat. We're gonna everything. blast so much that that you gonna. You gonna get we gonna get on your nerves, and, and we gotta hey, hey, you know the way we got you know you know the way you gotta do it that we gotta make a challenge. 
and we got to get a song or something. You know how they did the mannequin style. We got to do the the barber music. Yeah, we can have a song. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A <laughs> dollar, get, hey, dollar, dollar all day. You know, every yeah. Hey, we want to the 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 uh the 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 post I donated the post I donated screenshot challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I donate it to the barber museum. I feel that. You know, and, and that's that's what we want. Once we once we tighten it up, it's gonna go out there pretty soon at Barber World. Barber's own world is is coming to you pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's coming to you like real soon because that man, because that's what we needed. Because I mean, we, we we talking about you know Dr. King and we talking about President Obama, but. Like Mr. Jeffers. Right. Barber Museum. And the way that impacts my life is I'm able to be a barber, man. I'm able to I'm able to practice the oldest, most respected, most needed uh, recession-proof, industrial, mechanical <laughs> world is not going to be affected. <laughs> right, right. Y'all, y'all realize this? At, uh, I was, dude, I was telling people the other day. Do y'all realize no matter what president we have, us as barbers, we still gonna eat. We still gonna survive. We still gonna because make no money. matter, no matter what goes on outside the world, it's economically whatever. People still have to get haircut. Still gotta get service. Back, yeah, back 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 when you know the unemployment rate was ten and twelve percent, and all of that, people didn't have jobs. They was losing thousand. Company was closing. You know what? Still had to come get them haircuts for them interviews. Yeah. They still had to come get them. They didn't come get them as frequently, but the 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 frequency of them people coming declined. But the need for other people that didn't need barber services that much took that space. Yeah. So it kept everything moving. So and the barber schools increase. And the barber schools, yeah. And the barber schools <laughs> increase. Increase, because everybody so lost their jobs. So now I'm going back to do what I used to like to do. Yeah. No, we are a recession-proof industry. And whether y'all like it or not, or whether y'all realize some of these, some of these some of these, these these tax breaks, some of these some of these monetary things that Donald Trump is going to do, actually benefits us as barbers. Barber business all day. Now, 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 the social stuff he's doing is crap. But far as the right. economic stuff, that 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 your boy Donald Trump is is doing. Yo, 
that benefits us all day. If if you are barber and you if you if you are barber and you want to know how to learn if you want to learn how to pay less taxes, you better follow Donald uh, Trump. <laughs> I hear that, please. You know that's crazy to say, but yeah, some of this stuff this crazy dude saying is real. Yeah, you might want to follow. You might want to follow some of the financial things that he does. But mm-hmm. far as what how he how he treats people, Donald Trump as a as as a person, he's a complete asshole. <laughs> but as a businessman, right. he's a beast. Yeah, he get you paid. Yeah, as a oh yeah, yeah, as a businessman, he's a beast. You know, and he show you how to work the numbers in business. In, yeah, I, I love to take him in the boardroom with me. <laughs> but I don't, don't want to take it. But I don't want to take it to the community center with me. <laughs> you know, I would take you to the boardroom right. with me on a day. Let's go. Right, right, right. But Let's go I'm get the deal. If I'm going to speak to the people, if I'm going to shake hands and kiss babies, no, I'm not taking Donald Trump with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> no way. And 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 and, and, oh, and yo, know, the we as a people have been so blessed to witness the presidency of Barack Obama, because now, you know, our kids are going to have really have something to compare this craziness that is about to happen to. Right. You know, they, they, they've heard, you know, they, they they've heard about Dr. King and the movement and all of this, but now they, they got to witness one of the most one of the most well spoken the best orator president that we've ever had. Right. They 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 got to see a black man run a, a country with, with with words and action. Mhm. Show them how to show them how to kill people with your words. Like, wait a minute, wait a right. minute. That was nice what he said, but did he just do me? Did he just talk about me? Right. But then had a swagger. But then, but then turn around and drop and, and had a swagger. Michael Jordan when you walk out the door. <laughs> right, and drop the mic on you like Michael Jackson. Yeah. And take care of your family, and, and and have your family in the forefront, and not have, and not have any any scandal, any 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 marital problems. You didn't you didn't mm-hmm. find any of the girls in, in, in bars. They they weren't any you know you didn't find them in any texting or sexting type of things. No social media problems. Right. Yo. Whose kids didn't do that in, in, in the presidency, man? Think about the presidency we had before. And they kids that got in the stuff. Mm. You know, they ended up being alcoholics or whatever and, and sneaking in the in the bars and using fake IDs and all of that little stuff. Sasha Malia, man, they, you ain't even hardly hear about them. Absolutely. All you saw was Beautiful pictures of a of of a of an ideal black family. 
Come on, man. Mm. Each other all day, every day, taking care of other people, making other people's lives better. Right. Helping us, you know, helping us eat right. Got people eating mm. right and exercising and all that in the White House. Come on, man. You're not supposed to be doing that in the White House. You're supposed to be going right. to war and, and making diplomatic decisions and all of that. You're not supposed to be having people feel better about themselves. What is y'all doing? I hear that. What are y'all doing having people feel better about themselves, man? That's not what you're supposed to do as a president, man. You're not supposed to reach and touch the people like that. Right. But now we about to really see it. We got a whole bunch of individuals that's that's about to come in that have that have no. I'm not gonna say have no. That are liking that that are liking lacking people skills. Mm. They are that the, these these people are financial geniuses. Some of these people are financial geniuses. But, but they their people skills suck. People they don't want to deal with nobody. They are great delegators, but they have no international diplomacy. Some of these individuals have is companies, and and there's a few of them that that, that's going to have some problems because they have dealings with these other companies, and they actually have a conflict of interest. Some of these individuals that Donald Trump has coming up have conflict of interest because they Get have richer. business. They have business with some of these companies who have business with some of these countries. You can't do that, man. You can't. You can't be in a presidential cabinet and have and, and have business deals with China. <laughs> right. You can't you can't come in and have business dealings with Russia and 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 all of these other all these other companies, man, and, and countries. You can't do that, man. But watch, they're gonna work it a way where they're gonna be able to make it happen. But y'all, that's where we gotta come together as a people, as a country, and not let this stuff happen. The same way. Same way Republicans, I'm not going to say white people because we got a lot of black Republicans. That's we got a lot of Republicans of all types of nationalities and religions or whatever. So, mm-hmm. so the way the Republicans came together and held President Obama back from doing a lot of stuff, we got to do the same thing for Donald Trump. Absolutely. Y'all have to realize something. The president cannot do stuff by himself. He has right. to get the okay. He has to get the okay. He got to run it by Congress and the Senate. He, 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 he's got to run it past them and get it okay there. Right. And if we make enough noise, your, it won't starts in your through. community at your local level. Local level. It starts at your That's, local level in the community. And, and, that, and that's where people don't understand, bro. They don't understand that it starts in our neighborhoods. It starts when you start making noise, then people have to start listening. And when they start listening, then they have to act. 
But what happens right. in our community, we let stuff go for so long and so long and so long until it explodes and it becomes a negative activity or it becomes a negative event. And then everybody now, they want to rally and they want to demonstrate and they want to be violent instead of being, you know, they want to react to the situation instead of being proactive and not letting the situation occur. Absolutely. On, well, well, Chavez, you, you, you know, it starts lo- local level. The election in my, where my barbershop is at, what I did we want, I wanted a certain person in. So I got with all those small black businesses like me and said, look, can we all come up with $500 each to donate to this person's campaign? We go, so we're going to play on a small scale how the billionaires play on a bigger scale. They donate money and get who they want to get off it. So on a local level, if you have a business or a barbershop or any kind of business, donate to the person that y'all collectively want to get an office. You'd be surprised. You make them get an office, speak at different shops and everything else, more than likely in a vote, push the vote game, they're going to get an office. So now in your community, she, they, you, they owe, you, she owe you or he owe you. You could just constituent that gave her some money. It's respect. So you don't got to watch the billionaires do it on TV. You can do it on a local level. Exactly. And y'all don't realize how much power we have in the barbershop. <laughs> Absolutely. You just don't know how much. <laughs> and I've seen it. You just talked about it. You've experienced it. The power of people in the barbershop. Straight because up. Because the barbershop is what? The barbershop is the voice of the community. That's where we And everybody has to come through. Everybody got to come through it somehow, somehow. Everybody got to come through somebody. Everybody has to come through somebody's barbershop, no matter what race you are. Everybody has to come through somebody's barbershop. Feel that. And everybody that's come through the barbershop, those are votes. Ladies and guys, put the pressure on your local. Absolutely. Stop competing on, on, on something that makes no sense and compete on getting somebody in office to make a change. That's where I'm that's at. That's real right there. That's, <laughs> you know that's real right there. Because, y'all, y'all know we control our community. And if you want to see, and, and, and if you want to see violence go down, if you want to see improvements in your area, y'all, we have to start being more more visible and, 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 and more uh, letting our voice be heard more in our community. And y'all know what that means? That means going to your local civic association meeting. That's, that's mm. going to your local neighbor, neighborhood meeting. No, how do I know? Because I did it. Absolutely. I ran my mouth so much, I ended up becoming the president of that joint. But no, <laughs> actually what, uh, yeah, but I ended up becoming the president of that month. But what right. happened was, I wanted to open a barbershop in my neighborhood, right around the corner uh-huh. of my house. It was a little, it was a little building, perfect for a barbershop. Right on the corner, it was an old ice cream parlor. Right. Boom. Wide windows in the front, everything. So you know, I went, and you know, I went and found out who the uh, who, who the land, who the owner of the property was. I went and talked to him, Mister Kerr. 
And, you know, this old man had so many properties, but he didn't even realize that he still had this piece of land. So I was like, wow. I told him, yeah, the one. I told him, yeah, the one in Lockbourne and Groveport, yeah, out there where the Busy Bee was, this, that, and the other. He was like, hmm. So, yeah, he came out, met with him. Bruh, this thing wasn't even on the map. Wow. When you look at the map of the city, it was it was just this, this piece of land. But the stuff wasn't even broke up. My building didn't even have an address. Wow. So I had to submit for an address parcel number, everything, so it could be on the map. So wow. with me working, with, with me working at Teach, at, at which was a community um, a community resource agency, and you know, I was going to all community meetings and, and finding out where the community money was and, you know, outreach programs and found out that they just started this White House empowerment uh, uh, thing where – the White House back then donated all its money to these White House empowerment areas, these lower-income areas, to build up the economy, build up jobs, and, you know, build businesses. So I knew that for a fact because I, I went to all the meetings. You know, I got all the paperwork. I'm helping people get money. So I'm like, well, let me get some money from my barbershop that I want to open. Right. Ooh. Right. So I go to open my barbershop. My, my my business plan is bulletproof, you know, at that time we had my credit right. I got everything right, references, everything. Bruh, I go and I submit this this plan. And dude said, You can't get any money. I said, Why not? He said, You're out of the area. What do you mean wow. out of the area? Bruh, I was a quarter mile south of the boundary area. Wow, and you can't get no money. I was a quarter money. I was a quarter of a mile from getting twenty five thousand dollars of free money, grant money. Wow, so, dude, that, that made me that is that all oh, that infuriated me. Like, why is my community left out? We are the last area in 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 Columbus, Ohio. We are the furthest south you can go in Columbus, Ohio, and this little area right here is left out from getting this money. Why is that? But I ended up going and speaking at council and everything. Become, I, I be, and from going to speak to that, the older individuals, the, the ones that my grandmother's people and see me come up, approach me like, yo, we need a we need a young voice in our area. Look, I become the I, I become the president of my area civic association. Wow, I hear that. Like all so, all all the All the man just like whoa, and ended up ended up ended up being a, a writer on what we call the Tri South Plan. It, it was three neighborhoods. So and right. all of us had to you know all of us had the same problem. You know we didn't have sidewalks and we wanted a better school. We we wanted this. We wanted to stop the trucks from coming through. You know because the trucks were coming through and messing up the pavement and. You know, you got trucks right. 50 miles an hour going past the school, you know, at 8 o'clock in the morning. That's not a good thing. So we ended right. up writing a plan for the whole area. And, y'all, I'm here to tell you, I'm a writer, and my daughter is a co-writer on the Tri-South plan here in the south side of Columbus, Ohio, which got us new traffic lights, which got us, which got us 
sidewalk, we've got a better lighting, with with we help we help design the new uh um walking uh elementary school. Me and my daughter's okay. name is on a plaque in that school where we help design the school in our neighborhood so everybody else coming up could live better. Wow. You know, when I talk about when I talk about doing community stuff, I've done it. I went through it. Right. And how did I do it? Instead of going home after the barbershop and playing Madden or going to the bar or going to smoke or whatever, whatever, I was at a meeting. I was at a community meeting. Y'all, it's only an hour. Most community <laughs> civic meetings or whatever, it's only an hour. Maybe right. two. One week right. out of a month. Twelve hours. Twenty-four hours out of your whole year. Right. To go and care about the community. So when we talk about, you know, this shows about Dr. King's impact and President Obama's impact, their impact is on a very, very large scale. Absolutely. We got to go back, but we got to go back to Dr. King where his started at, in the church, in the community. The barbershop, what? Y'all, let's keep it 200%. The church is what? The church is not the church is not for Christians. The church is not for the people that think they got it right in God. The church is for people that's hurting. The church is for people that's sinners. The church is that for people that need hope and need to be around other people that's not doing the right thing like them so they can have a better walk, so they can have somebody to walk right with. Mm. That's what the church is for. The church is not for the people that think they already got it right. Jesus did not come to save the people that was already followers of him. Jesus came to save the who, the sinner, the low life. The barbershop is where who comes. Everybody in the everybody of all walks of life comes in the barbershop to do what? To hear the good word of what? Of the community. Mm. The good word of the community is what? Is God's people. So, y'all, barbers, if you don't realize your barber chair is your own personal pool pit. <laughs> Come on, man. We touching people one by one, man. I tell people all the time. We may not. I touch more people than a preacher. Yeah, I hear that. Of, of course. Of course, uh, of course. Or, or on Sunday morning, Pastor Moore's gonna have more people in the sanctuary than I do in the barbershop. But I touch a different range. I, I touch everybody. I touch everybody from the pimp to the preacher. <laughs> everybody. I hear that. Come on, man. I touch everybody from the pimp to the preacher. I, I touch everybody from the pusher to the preacher. The right. pusher to the politician. From the from the brother coming in smelling like the loudest weed to the man coming in smelling like the best cologne. Right. Come on, man. From the brother with the Jordans <laughs> to the brother with the, right. with the Gators. Stacy Adams, yeah, with the Gators. <laughs> Stacy Adams. Hey, down to the brother with the hush puppies and the flip flops. Right. <laughs> so, come on, man. 
this is come on, y'all. We touching people's lives, y'all. All right, look at this time, man. The time is going. We at the end of this joint, man. But y'all, the, we did this show, man, because this was just something that was on my mind. You know, I feel that always a pleasure, man. Yeah, we just we just celebrated Dr. King's birthday, and in two days, we issuing out. Well, damn. Okay, well, in an hour it'll be it'll be Thursday, so yeah. we are issuing out forty eight hours. Yeah, forty eight hours we are issuing out the greatest president that we've had. Right, the most well spoken president we've ever had. So we had to do a show to talk about that, man. I know I ain't been on for a while, so, you know, the following is, is people not expecting, like, damn, did he really send me this text about the show being on? But, yeah, we back. But, you know, we're going to talk about more of this stuff. Yo, we just, we got so much going on, man, and, and, and life. We got we to gotta pay attention to the things that mean stuff. Like you right. said before, we got we to gotta, we gotta talk about stuff. Stuff that means something. Stuff that's going Absolutely. on in the world star and that craziness and these stupid challenges and these and, 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 and these you know, these kids grabbing grabbing individuals and beating them up and you know, in the name of, you know, forget Donald Trump type stuff. No. If you wanna do something, make an insight in your community, man. Right. Don't be destructive. Be productive. Right. Come on, man. Deductive. <laughs> which which deductive are you going to be? Right. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. We got to be better. But, y'all, appreciate the individuals that's being on here listening. I'm not going to put you on front street, but I, I appreciate y'all being on here listening. I'm going to crash and stop the on the time. And, y'all. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. You know the the individuals that are that are you know listening through the website on their tablets or whatever. I appreciate y'all for being in the barber zone with your man Chavez. Until next week, y'all make a difference in somebody's life, man. And when you lay down at night, it's gonna make you feel a whole bunch better. So until next week, man, stay in the barber zone. Peace, y'all. We out of here. All right.